0: Hello and welcome to the Sounds Proper Podcast, part of Sounds Proper Productions. Today, we have the Kid Leroy Fuck Love album review, as well as the discussion for today will be, is it best to go independent or assigned to a record label? So before we get into any uh, album review or any discussion, uh, I'm just going to plug a few things. Uh, If you haven't already, check out my past reviews. Uh, I have a good amount of uh, reviews in my back catalog now. You can check them out in podcast version or you could check them out in uh, video version on my YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel is called Sounds Proper. That's where I have the more highly edited, highly scripted version of each of these reviews. Uh, you can check that out there. Also, you can follow me at tw- on Twitter at Sounds Proper as well as uh, story- on Storyfire at Sounds Proper. I don't have a video uploading permissions on there yet, but hopefully soon enough I get uh, permission there. But I do alert, I do post whenever I uh, upload a review uh, on StoryFire, so yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it for plugging stuff. Oh, also check out my uh, Single Sunday. Uh, That was released, I believe yesterday. Yep, that was released yesterday. So yeah, check out Single Sunday. Uh, That's where I review uh, like new release singles I give you my first impression anyway so uh, we have uh, two things on the docket today we have the Kid Leroy Fuck Love album review and also uh, we have the discussion of is it best to go independent or to sign to a label a major label so we're going to go into the discussion and then after uh, we will get into the album review so uh, the discussion uh, I'm going to repeat it once more is it best to, you know, go go as a single, I mean, an independent artist or, uh, or you know, sign to a record deal and ha- get the perks like that? So, it, like, even, like, 10 years ago, but, even like, before the internet has become a re- a major tool in get- accessing your music and listening to music. Like, before it was, like, you know, it was vinyl, then cassettes, and then, you know, we're in the CD era. And then even like after the CD era it was like buying music digitally, like off iTunes, like buying the actual projects, which now like in 2020, that seems like an, obs- a- an absurd proposition. You know, you just pay $10 a month. Uh, you stream all the music you want rather than paying $10 for an album that you want to listen to that that isn't really even guaranteed to being good. Uh, But, you know, that's that's all that's besides the point. The point I'm trying to get at is, is it best to go at it independent or uh, signed to a label in 2020? So, as I said, 10 years ago and even further uh, back, it, it was like an absurd proposition to go at it as an independent artist or it wasn't as feasible. It wasn't as it wasn't like something you can realistically accomplish in the same way that you can in, in like nowadays um, a lot of the time you'd have to g- develop a name for yourself in some way, shape or form. And then a record label will kind of catch on, catch up, catch on to it. They'll sign you uh, and then you release your like debut studio album and whether or not that flops or it goes or, or it hits um, that's, you know, it depends on your rel- relevancy in your overall career. Um, but right now in 2020, uh, you can just make some music in your basement, upload it to Spotify, even like SoundCloud or Apple Music, and you can get rich and famous just like that. Uh, but is it necessarily the best option to go at it independently? Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm a bit mixed on the situation. A lot of people, especially now, are more leaning to, oh, it's better to go independent. Uh, and there's definitely the, there's benefits to that, but there's also benefits to having the backing of a major label. So I'm just going to go into the benefits of going at it independent, and then I'm going to talk about the benefits of going at a major label and whether or not I think which, which, which option is better, why, in what situations is it better. So yeah, just develop a premise like that. So uh, the argument—did I say I'm going to do independent first? I think I did. So the argument for going at it independent is—it's—it's um, got—it's—it's it's become a more feasible thing now. So uh, when you sign a record deal, you don't—a you know, lot of the time when you sign it, you make music, you don't actually own the music, and that's an important thing because you know if you go—if you go at it independently you release music you have the, you have you're entitled to everything about that music you know as long as you're not really like uh, violating co- copyright law in any way shape or form that music is yours and you're able to sell it you're able to market it you're able to do anything with it whenever you want and how you want to do it you know if you want to promote your album by releasing four singles or three singles you do as you wish if you want to print you know the album cover on uh, panties or if you want to print it on gloves or if you want to market market yourself by putting it on billboards or if you want to market it by putting it on I don't know bottles of a lotion like getting a deal like that you can do that but normally you know if you sign a record deal the the label would more than likely control that so you have more freedom into the rollout of your album how it's marketed and also how you how if you want to like make merchandise out of it when you when you make merchandise out of it you like you can release an album to like now and then in 40 years you can still you know make new merchandise for that album we, it, it all under your own creative control because you own the rights to the album. You can, you can, you know, a lot of the time nowadays, uh, uh, music gets changed after it's released, you know, for example, on so much fun, uh, young thugs album on the song ecstasy. When it first dropped, it was just him. And then afterwards it was, uh, he added a machine gun Kelly feature, you know, in we can drop an album today and in 40 years, You can be like, oh, man, I want a feature on that on a specific track. And you can do that because you have complete creative control. But you own the music. Uh, So, yeah, that's a big perk into going of independent. Another perk is that you really get pretty much all revenue that that album generates. So when you sign with a record deal, uh, you sign with a record uh, label, you know, they would probably they probably pay you upfront something. As an incentive, to sign the deal, sign the deal, and then you probably need to pay. You need to pay that back, and the way you pay that back is them taking a cut. So for so say you sign a record deal, and you know the label gets forty five percent of the uh, all proce all like revenue, and you get fifty five percent. When you go at it independently, that that like any money that uh out like. Any money that the album makes or the music makes, it's all going to you. You know, obviously, there's going to be expenses that come with that. Um, For example, you know, you probably want to make a music video. You want to shoot a music video. That's more than likely to cost money. The label is more than likely not going to pay for that, even though in some cases you can be signed with the label and the label doesn't pay for that. But that's besides the point. Uh, You know, there's definitely different expenses and different costs that you would have to foot. But generally, you'll be benefiting because you get all the money that that album generates and you just have much more financial freedom. For example, Freddie Gibbs, he you know, I'm pretty sure he signed, he recently signed a record deal like either a year or two ago. But, for you know, when he's just starting out uh, in his career, he didn't sign a deal for a very long. He didn't sign a deal for a very long time and he released, you know, quite a bit of records. And he was getting all the revenue off of that uh, office projects. And, you know, it's um, a whole different topic. when DJ Academic said he's not getting a lot of money, but what a lot of people fail to realize is that independent artists, you know, they're getting um, sometimes, you know, the artist can be like one fourth of the size of like, say, a little baby and they could be getting more money than uh, maybe a little baby's not the best example, but say like an artist has what, one, one, million, 1 million, monthly listeners and another has 4 million, but the guy with 4 million has a leave on a record deal on a slave contract. And the independent guys, uh, 1 million monthly listeners. Uh, and they get, you know, the, the, this, the independent guy what gets one fourth of the plays. Well, maybe the like a lot of the time the independent guy will be making more money it's simple like it's simple so having the freedom uh with your art to art to do as as you wish and also having like just getting a lot of the revenue that that art generates is a lot of the perks that come with being independent as well as you know being able to drop music whenever you want to being able to put up like, like a lot of the time, the label restrict what you can and cannot put out, and you know you can you have to submit it, and be like, oh, you can't say that, or oh, you can't release the X amount of singles, or you have to release X amount of singles, or you can't release this album on this day because it conflicts with another release we got going on. With you know, as an independent artist, you have complete creative control, right? So there are advantages to going at an independent, but there's also advantages to signing with a record label. Uh, an, example, an example of an advantage for signing with a record label is the fact that you have, uh, you have a, a, a big bigger entity backing you. So for example, let's just say Joe Schmo wants to start a career. You know, he drops a demo tape or whatever. It garners a little bit of attention. He's not very known. He gets the attention of a of a label. You know, maybe on his own he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to market himself efficiently. Maybe by himself, he like he he probably maybe he doesn't know how to market himself. Maybe by himself, he doesn't know how to get his name out. You know, he could be making the best fucking music ever. But you need to be able to get that music out. You need to be able to get it to listeners to actually be able to make a career out of it, or to get even more people to recognize your music. But him signing with a record label, they actually know how to market the album appropriately. They he you know he's on that whatever roster of artists, so maybe it's easier for him to get features from people on the label, so from other artists on the label that might be bigger than this per- than this artist. He gets attention like that. Uh, he gets attention, you know, once I, once I said the label would be marketing the album. So it's much more likely in that, in that situation that Joe Schmo will be able to launch a career. Also, another incentive for signing a record deal is that a lot of artists don't really come from high living conditions. What I mean by that is a lot of artists either come from lower middle like below middle class lower middle class even like middle middle class right not a lot not a lot of uh, especially hip-hop artists uh, are up uh, come from upper middle class situations and are like wealthy you know there are uh, artists but that's the exception and not the rule so the signing bonuses that these record labels yeah they may be they may be predatory in nature however they might be a big thing for the person you know, imagine someone who was in a family that was making forty thousand a year as a household with two to three children, they're coming from that, you know, they get they have a and they have a record uh, have a, a label coming to them like, yeah, sign with us and we'll give you half a million dollars up front and you you get forty percent of all the, all revenue that your music generates, right? This this is wealth that this this artist more than likely has never seen in their entire life all at once or like you were you were nevertheless like at all in their entire life, like over the course of their life. Right. And not all uh, signing bonuses are half a million, but a lot of the time, if, even if it's like just a hundred thousand dollars, that's a lot of money for someone who might not be from the most fortunate situation. And yes, those, uh, as I said, those, uh, those incentives are, or those signing bonuses are predatory in nature, but it could actually be to the benefit of the artist. Uh, it's just that a lot of the time, uh, uh, artists, especially black artists, don't really have a lot of that financial uh, literacy. Uh, so that's a problem uh, with not knowing how to manage their money. Which is something that is a completely different issue, but those signing bonuses are really just in like just life changing and something that you know you go independent. Well, how the fuck are you gonna give yourself a bonus or how are you gonna give yourself that signing bonus? You can't, right? Um, also, another benefit I said, I said marketing, get your name out. But Also, being on a roster of artists will garner you just attention, just attention inherently from that. You know, um, you say, for example, I, I believe Kanye West signed this singer named 070 Shake. Now I don't listen to our music. The only reason why I'm aware of her music is because Kanye signed her to her label. And also she appeared on, I think ghost Ghost Town part one on the a record. If, it, if, if, she didn't if she decided to go independent i wouldn't know who she is and just getting your name out like that is really important um getting features is really important getting features is easier uh when you're on a record especially when you're much smaller if you're if you're a much smaller artist like who know like who notable really wants to feature well, a feature from you who notable really wants to collab with you but if you have that backing from a label you know then people might be a bit more inclined uh inclined to have you featured especially if you're on the same label and you know being on the same label that's more, that's connections with different artists that can really be important in the future So yes, uh, just, you know, looking at it as labels bad, independent good is is a really narrow-minded way of looking at things. You know, there's definitely uh, benefits to being part of both. Um, So yeah, I looked at the positives of each of these things, but I'm just going to look at the inherent negatives uh, of these things. As I I alluded to a lot of them already, I just want to go over them quickly, Uh, an inherent negative to... Going independent is that, you know, it's harder to market yourself, you know? It's easier to get your name out, get your music out uh, with a record deal. Uh, Going independent is just, there's a ton. There's thousands of artists. Thousands of artists. It's very saturated. The internet has created a very saturated market of new artists. So it's really hard to stand out. So being in the, you know, maybe your music isn't the most innovative isn't the most standout thing you know it could still be good but it doesn't and it's not really innovative it doesn't really stand out all that much and it's really hard as an independent artist like that even though your your quality the quality of your music can be good you know if you get if you sign a record deal then you know people will be like oh man that guy right uh an inherent negative to signing a record deal is that a lot of these contracts are extremely predatory especially with people that a aren't as big, and B come from situations that where there isn't a lot of financial literacy, and also where there's not a lot of understanding of what different things in the contract means. Um, you know, those, as I said, those signing bonuses are predatory because you have to pay that back, and a lot of the time you drop that first record, and if it doesn't do as well as the rec- the label wants wanted it wanted to do. They're gonna bench you. They're not. Gonna, they're gonna restrict you from releasing a lot of music. You're just, you're just gonna be put on the back burner, and that's gonna um, restrict not only you getting your music out, you growing your your uh, your brand, your name, but it's also going to restrict you making money in the future. And you only really have that signing bonus to go off of, and whatever m- minor revenue that your first pro- your first project that didn't really do all that well uh, generated, right? Uh, Another thing is that the label is really the one that will benefit the most, regardless of the situation. A lot of the times the label will make back that money and they will make more money than you make in the the long run, in the long term. Uh, So you just got to know what you're signing off to. You got to know and you got to know if it's just beneficial for you. A lot of the time, the label uh, will pay for, for uh, certain expenses like uh, producers and features and f- filming music videos, but sometimes they won't. And you gotta know what your co- what you know the label wants. You know what they'll provide for you, um, and you just gotta know that. Just have verbal confirmation. To also know what you're signing into. Uh, uh, just the final thing I wanna touch on with signing to labels is that a lot of the time it, it just it, they restrict what you can and can't put out and that can be very um frustrating as an artist you know there are uh labels that can say oh yeah you're allowed to innovate or whatever but in the case of like i believe slaughterhouse they weren't able to do what they wanted to do They their style was restricted and it was more catered to the mainstream and they didn't really get to put out what they wanted to put out you know if Tyler Creators label said, "Yeah, um, stick to what you're doing, you're rapping," we wouldn't have gotten Igor. We wouldn't have. He wouldn't have put out his most successful project to date, right? So, and good thing his label is uh, freeing or whatever. So, yeah, there is definitely pros and cons to being with a label or going independent. To the and to people in different situations, to people with different circumstances. It, um, it, it depends what the best option is and it also depends what contract you can get because a lot of contracts from very much smaller art, artists are even are going to be more predatory and they're going to be even more of slave contracts per se. Right. If you're a very small artist and you have the opportunity to sign with a label, I think you should. If you're an artist who doesn't have a very big following, you should probably sign that uh deal you know try and make sure that you don't you don't have much commi- commitments if it's like a timed contract if it's like uh years or whatever make sure it's not too many years so you're you're tied into a con- uh, contract for that long or if it's like uh by pro- by projects make sure that it's not too many so that you're tied in for too many projects um but if you're a smarter smaller artist like a quite like quite small artist that's probably the best thing to do. If you're like um, uh, you know you're gaining uh, quite a bit of uh, attention in the underground and you know you have a decent following and you want to sign a, a, a record deal, you know you have to try and get something better and I, at that point, it's just it's really just better to go independent. I look at cases like Freddie Gibbs and uh, I look at cases like JPEG Mafia where these artists, you know, they, they gained a following and they decided not to sign a record deal and now look at where they are in their careers. They had a part where they have a, a pretty large following and they're getting pretty much all the revenue from those projects because they didn't sign that deal. They didn't sign a deal, right? Um, but also, you can l- leverage your popularity. You can leverage the, your potential for the future in getting a better deal, and getting a deal that's mutually beneficial, beneficial, right? And you get also you can also you know you know there's always perks to signing that deal, but you gotta know who you're dealing with and what you're gonna be getting out of that. Um, if you're a larger artist like Drake, honestly, Drake doesn't need to sign a record deal, but also he could if he wanted to, or even like an artist not as big as Drake, say like. I don't know Jay Cole, who is you know big, but he I guess he's not as big. I guess not a, not a good example. Maybe like I don't know Gunna or uh, someone mainstream and big, but not too big. Maybe like T Grizzly for example. That's a good that's a good example. You know he's big. He can sign a deal. He can go independent. He'll be good either way. But maybe the record deal. You just get a good percentage and also you get a good signing bonus, right? So all it all just depends on situation. Um, and I believe that signing record deals or however it's too victim villainized. Um, I believe that there are artists that, you know, blow up and they regret their slave contract signing. Like, for example, Megan Thee Stallion. She signed and she kind of regretted it, right? So you just got to know what you're doing. Um, so, yeah. That is my opinion on going independent or signing with a label. And now let's get into <clears throat> let's get into the Kid Laroi review. All right, so the Kid Laroi, uh, fuck love. On July twenty fourth, the Kid Laroi le- released this album. Charlton Howard is a sixteen year old rapper from Sydney, Australia, but later on in life he moved to the rural parts of Australia. He began to garner attention after a successful run in, Australia, in an Australian radio show competition, leading him to sign a record deal. Juice World began to tour in Australia in 2018 and 2019, and during the time, he began to mentor the K. Leroy. Leroy began dropping singles, starting with, with the song Let Her Go, in collaboration with Lyrical Lemonade. His first single for this album would release on July 17th, and the album would follow just one week later. The album is 15 tracks and 31 minutes of the Kid Laroi expanding on his style. That album is "Fuck Love," and I'll be reviewing said album to see if it sounds proper. All right. So the Kid Laroi is an uh, is an artist who I stumbled upon uh, with his appearance on the Juice World tra- uh, on on feature on Juice World's posthumous album that just came out a few weeks ago that I also reviewed on the Sounds Proper podcast and on the YouTube channel. You can check that out. I have uh, I've passively heard his song Addison Ray I uh, made probably while scrolling through TikTok but I actually never acknowledged that it was him that who made it until I actually looked to see uh, his past music. Uh, I also recognize that he's been gaining a lot of attention as of late and I want to see what what all the fuss was about. So coming into this album, I wasn't really expecting much considering the fact that I listened to one of his singles for the song "Tell Me Why." Uh, on single sunday and i wasn't really all impressed and you know i wasn't expecting much from this album and i didn't really get much from this album either the kid laroi is definitely a disciple from the juice world style of uh emo rap trap he's definitely a disciple of the juice world school of arts uh, as his subject matter uh, and is also like his sing- his general singing style is very similar to Juice World's just you know take away some of the, the like a lot of the themes of drugs. Uh, however, Juice world, he he was a much better singer. and despite my criticism of Juice World's music, when he wanted to, he could write a very good song, like right. Uh, and here we we, we is an artist who has a lot of potential to live up to his mentor, to his mentor's name, and even surpass him. But he will need to go through some growing pains. I believe that he needs to expand himself as an artist to over, to improve the overall package, you know, to improve the overall product. Anyway, let's just go through the track list and really go in-depth of why I feel this way about uh, the Kid Leroy and his uh, album, Tell Me Why. Or, no, sorry, his album, Fuck Love. Um... So, yeah, the first uh, track is it's a skit called Booty Call. And basically on this track, it's his girlfriend kind of calling him and basically, like, oh, you know, why don't we uh, like, you know, why don't we meet up in a normal way? Why is it only like when you want me to uh, come over? You know, you just call me for booty calls. That's not right. You know, you don't ever make some time for me. And, you know, kind of portraying Leroy as a bit of a as a bit of a, a cuck or a bit of a fucking dickhead. Uh, but the first song on this album is called Maybe. The beat here has some plucky strings, but overall, uh, those strings are just drowned out in the overbearing trap drums. It isn't until the end of the song where you have some orchestral strings taking the forefront, but by then, it's a bit too late. Uh, The Kid Kid Leroy, he sings about uh, him being fucked up as well as being over-reliant on his girlfriend. And the actual singing from the Killaroy, it's a bit of a mixed bag. When his singing is tame, it actually sounds pretty decent. But when he amps up the volume, when he amps up his presence, it's very screechy and grating. The second song here is called Wrong. Here we have some nice piano harmonies and some bouncy drums. Leroy, he expresses some thin themes of, disfu- of, of of a dysfunctional relationship that he's in, relying on alcohol and sex to enjoy uh, his presence with his girlfriend. And once again, the Kid Leroy's voice is uh, it's very high-pitched, and it's not very pleasing to the ear. We have a feature on this track from Lil Mosey, and I find Lil Mosey to be very lazy, uh, just his rapping to be very lazy and uninteresting. And he comes with a verse that's very lazy and uninteresting. Lyrically, delivery-wise, everything-wise, really. The next song is called I Wish. This track, it has a, uh, the track is very surface level. As the Kid Leroy, he just expresses some very, you know, once again, surface level, a very standard formulaic emo rap themes. He talks about how he's in emotional pain, how he has had a crappy past. And how the, and you know, he kind of hints at at a subtle uh, over reliance on his significant other. The beat has some electronic chimes and some bear trap drums, but it's just a track that lacks any sort of nuance. The next uh, cut is called Not Fair. The instrumental here is dynamic with some electric strings and vocals that are consistently moving in and out of the beat. The appearances from Corbin, uh, there's two appearances, one on the intro and one on a very short uh, short verse. And I find his appearances to be very interesting, as I liked his very faded and kind of like drowned out delivery. But I think lyrically, it just leaves a lot to desire. But uh, I still enjoy it more than I don't. I also like the Kid Leroy's uh, showing on this song, as his sing, or his like sing rapping, it fluctuates in delivery. And and in an almost manic way, you know, he has a lot of uh, inflection changes. And uh, I believe that his high-pitched singing actually doesn't sound bad in this context. And the lyrics from him are at least somewhat competent. We have uh, our second skit here, and it's called Bathroom. And basically, it's this girlfriend leaving a voicemail. And it's basically saying how he saw pictures of the girl's best friend in the kid Leroy's bathroom. And how that she knows that he cheated on her and that like, yeah, she just, she's just distraught uh, by that. The next song is Go Go featuring uh, Juice World. The beat here, it has some simple guitars playing and some basic trap drums. However, in, in some consolation, the beat is a bit dynamic, you know, with uh, adding and subtracting the elements. Uh, the Kid Leroy, he paints himself as being the victim in the relationship, even though as far as we know, that is clearly not the case. You know, just look back, looking back at those two previous skits, it's just not the case at all. The Kid Leroy's singing is run, once again rough, and it's just very displeasing on the ear. In contrast, Juice World's verse is very sweet, serene, it's just, it's just, um, the harmonies are very nice in his voice. And even though it's a short verse, he, he has the best part on the song. You know, he didn't really do the uh, hook or the vert or, um, any more than that short verse and still has the best part. The next song is Tell Me Why. And I already reviewed this song on a segment of Single Sunday a few weeks ago. So I'm not going to really go into depth on what I feel about this track. Because you can just check that out on your own, uh, but you know, just a long story short, I didn't really care for the singing or the beat on the song uh, when I initially reviewed it, and uh, I still feel the same way. But uh, the next co- the next song is called "Same Thing." The beat here is quite good with a uh, simple clap and occasional trap drums that put a lot of attention on the pianos and the background vocals. Leroy's singing here it's it's, uh, it's very good. Uh, in my opinion, as it doesn't feel as sour. Uh, and he comes off as more smooth, like his mentor. Uh, this is, you know, part of the potential that I see in The Killa Roy. The way the background vocals uh, on the beat just swell up, as especially when he's reciting the chorus, is just very blissful sonically. Uh, and while the lyrics from The Killaroy aren't very mind-blowing, they are consistent in telling the tale of uh, double standards, you know, He's kind of look eyeing the things that his girlfriend is doing, but he can't really blame her because he's doing the same bullshit. Uh, speaking of bullshit, we have uh, another skit called New Guy. And on this skit, Leroy, he tries to call his girl, for, uh, probably to try resolve whatever conflict, but his girl doesn't pick up. It's another guy picking up. And basically, the, the guy calls him weak and... Uh, basically uh, strips him of all manlyhood he probably had. It's pretty funny, to be honest. Uh, the song after that is called Erase You. The track here has some simple yet punchy trap drums with a very basic guitar melody. Uh, here, we have Leroy attempting to come to terms with his breakup with his girlfriend, but ultimately, he just ends up feeling bad for himself. Uh, the, the track is very short. It's about it's uh, about like one and a half minutes and it doesn't really get time to fully develop or go anywhere substantial. The, after that, we have the song Running. I like how concise Leroy is on the pre-chorus. However, the, cor- the actual chorus falls flat, with him just repeating the same phrase over and over. This is complemented with instrumentation that features menacing synths, some angelic background vocals, and some trap drums that are mixed a bit too high for my liking. The sing rap the singing slash rapping Leroy engages in on the verse is a bit sour and annoying when he reaches for his upper register, but when he's just you know uh, tones it down, it's quite fine. We have the last skit here, and it's called "Wishing You Well." Uh, the skit here has uh, Leroy and his girlfriend over the phone once again, and Leroy he tries victimizing his girlfriend. Uh, for for what she's done or whatever but she reminds her like yeah you kind of did the same shit and in you know kind of worse too uh we have the song need you most uh also known as so sick it's you know also known as so sick because the kid Leroy interpolates Neo's uh neo's uh 2006 song i believe called so sick with the li- with the he interpolates it with the lyrics you know I'm all sick of these love songs, so sick of you know, you know. Everybody knows that song, and he also interpolates it with the instrumental. I mean, it's it's immediately like instant It's immediately instant instantaneously obvious, uh, because I think everybody should know that song from like the radio or in some some extent. Uh, however, the Kid Leroy's version of the song it doesn't really hold a candle to the original because i mean the original is a can uh, is a sorry is a classic and it's just the fact that neo is a better singer and also the songwriting on the original song was better and that's not to say that the killer Roy doesn't come with a decent effort he does i mean that's it's it's apparent because his singing on this song is some of the best that we see on the project the last song the closer the finale is called Selfish. This song has some somber sounding pianos with some trap drums that come in. Here, the Kid Leroy expresses how his past relationship has turned him into a savage, and that he will be a bit more selfish in his future relationships. And, you know, he says this despite the fact that from what we know, that past relationship was his fault for the the dismantling for him cheating on his girl, not really showing her uh, his girl un- enough attention, so it's really unsubstantiated why he would feel the need to be a bit more selfish, to be a bit more of a savage in his future relationships. But regardless, he does he does say this while uh, having some okay singing, and yeah, that was "Fuck Love" by uh, the Kid Leroy. This album has a clear and concise theme with a loose nar- and a narrative running through it. However, the album can be is just it's just chock full with singing that's not very flattering at all, and beats that can be more focused. This album is born out of the inspiration of the late Juice World, but it just comes it just goes to show how hard it actually is to replicate what he has done. The Kid Leroy has some potential. He definitely does have some potential, but he needs to work on improving his singing. As well as, uh, as well as some self-awareness on the lyrical matter. For me, so let's just conclude this. Let's close it up. For me, the best track here was the song Same Thing. Uh, it's definitely a song I will be coming back to, despite the fact that I probably won't be coming back to this album. Uh, the, the track that I enjoyed the least was I Wish. And my overall score for the Kid Leroy, Fuck Love, uh, at this moment in time, I'll be giving it a 3.5 out of 10. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the Kid Leroy Fuck Love as well as my discussion on um, on it being an independent artist or signing to a label. Thank you for listening to this uh, episode of the Sounds Proper Podcast. If you haven't already, check out some of my past past reviews. I reviewed Feet of Clay uh, Deluxe by Earl Sweatshirt, uh the Crater Bastard, uh, I released Logic No Pressure. Uh, that was an interesting review. Uh, so, yeah, just a lot of stuff uh, worthwhile to check out, as well as my uh, podcast exclusive segments called Single Sunday, uh, releasing every Sunday. You can check out some of the past ones and also you can anticipate me uh, dropping more album reviews, more Single Sundays. Also, you could check out my the video version of each of my reviews on the Sounds Proper YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sounds Proper. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. And once again, I don't really know how to close out a podcast. So you see this button right here? It says uh, stop recording.